0: Good morning, all listeners. It is Sunday, February 14th, 2021, and this is episode 30 of Ball Talk with Boogie and the Baron. I am Boogie. And I'm the Baron. Boogie, we had a great week all in all in regards to sports betting, business, health, wealth, happiness, the whole nine yards. How are you doing on this lovely Sunday?
1: I'm doing great, Baron. How are you doing?
0: I'm good, man. Had the best week ever. Ready to uh, fire away on these Sunday college basketball games that we will talk about. You and I have two really good picks to throw out there at the end of the show. So everybody stay tuned for that. We will make sure that we get this episode recorded and out to you guys prior to all the games starting. Our first tip today is the CBS 10 o'clock game between Michigan and Wisconsin, which we will touch on later. Uh, We will go through the Sunday games. The NCAA also did their bracket reveal yesterday, a mock bracket. If the season ended, this is how it would be. They're going to do that every Saturday. We'll go through that. Um, we have a Tuesday recap where we went 2-2-1 two, two, and one, and 1-0-1 one, oh, on best-best, which we will also discuss on But boogie, We got some college hoops news. We got some NFL news. But let's start the show off, as always, with some tidbits baseball couple of big time signings over there you're our baseball guy baseball's coming up here in a couple months what's been happening on the hot stove
1: yes news and notes baby a little bit of tid and bits baron in the epic 30th episode of boogie and the baron there's lots of news going on around our great sports world we got baseball news we got football news and we got basketball news in our baseball news la dodgers third baseman justin turner has just signed get this a two-year contract to stay with his hometown team, the L.A. Dodgers. Turner has signed a two-year deal for $34 million. The likes of the Milwaukee Brewers, the New York Mets, were chasing him as well. But in the end, his heart won out to stay in Southern California.
0: Very, very nice. That's Justin Turner, home sweet home. Um, It wouldn't seem right anywhere else. I always envisioned Justin Turner in a Dodgers uniform. I'm glad they got the deal done. The Dodgers will be back and better than ever trying to repeat next year. Um, You also have some news on one of your uh, former Yankee pitchers. I
1: do. But before we go into that, the reason why I mentioned Justin Turner is, if you remember, it became the subject of controversy when he was removed in the decisive game six against Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah, COVID
0: COVID stuff. After a
1: positive test for COVID-19, only to return to the field afterwards, against MLB protocol for celebratory photographs with teammates and family. That could have been a whole nother uh, situation that would have happened. He decided to stick with his hometown team. Did he ever get
0: fined or anything for that? He had to get fined a little bit of dollars. I he think, wound right?
1: up actually getting a little bit fined, uh, but they wound up not uh, doing any suspensions or anything like that for okay.
0: him. Okay, so he resigns with the Dodgers. Uh, look forward to him. Spring training starting very soon, uh, later on this month, actually. So yes. Spring training games will begin.
1: And like you said, my uh, favorite team, my New York Yankees, have mm-hmm. lost one of their star pitchers. Uh, the Seattle Mariners have signed James Paxton on a one year, $8.55 million deal with incentives that could bring the contract up to $10 million. Wow. As he's known as Big Maple from Canada, he has been uh, now returning to Seattle after an injury riddle two seasons with the New York Yankees. Paxton signed with the one year deal to prove he is healthy enough for another long term contract.
0: Very, very nice. Uh, huge for Paxton going back to Seattle where he started. Um, went to Seattle, went to the Yankees. Now back to Seattle. We'll see how that goes for them as, um, Seattle is in a rebuilding process now, trying to come up. Yankees are going for everything, trying to get, uh, get a ring this year, obviously, and dethrone the Dodgers out, uh, out of their repeat chances this year, which I'm very excited about baseball. I'm really excited for uh, probably about ten episodes from now. Our our we'll go in depth baseball preview. Um, all thirty teams will dive into what they got, their chances, yays and nays, so to speak, of uh, of what you expect. And uh, I'm really excited for our baseball. Uh, baseball season and uh, our our baseball version of our podcast here will be really fun. You have some news out of the NFL. Now Um, a proposal of a huge blockbuster trade. Tell the people about it.
1: So this is a rumor of a potential trade. I mean, right now I think it's just fantasy world, but I think that it can get some definite headway. If uh, the uh, selected teams here definitely think about this, but a blockbuster trade proposal in the NFL Four starting quarterbacks, five first-round picks, and a star defender, all included in this one trade. What? Yeah. So get this, Baron. The Jets, the New York Jets, looking for their star quarterback, get Russ Heat, Russell Wilson.
0: Okay, just get Russ.
1: Okay. The 49ers, the San Francisco 49ers, get Deshaun Watson. Okay. Houston Texans get Sam Darnold. Three first-round picks. One second-round pick, and the Seattle Seahawks get Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Bosa, and two first-round picks. If this actually happens in real life, it would be the biggest trade ever to occur in the NFL history. Did you say two first-round picks with Jimmy G and Bosa? That actually would be two first-round picks, yes. Okay, okay. So let's dive into this a little bit.
0: All right, so let's looking at this. I think the biggest loser of all of this, even though the Texans are getting three first-round picks, it has to be the Texans um, getting Sam Darnold. I think he would be the lowest-rated quarterback of the four. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think Fortnite is getting Watson's nice. The Seahawks actually really uh, – I, I obviously, Russ is better than Jimmy G, but once you throw Bosa and then mix with a pass rusher there and two first-round picks, they get a lot. I mean, I, I'd say if, if this trade does go down, Boogs, I would say I would lean towards the Seahawks as being the uh, the victorious organization out of that trade.
1: Here's what I would say: I would say the Jets get their superstar quarterback. Mm-hmm. The Niners end up with a Super Bowl contender in Deshaun Watson. Yes. Now here the Texans. We're gonna wind up loading up on their picks, maybe yeah. even deal Sam, deal Sam Darnold. Yeah, they
0: can still, they can still, you know, deal them if they want to. Absolutely, maybe
1: even get some more picks and just yeah. start to restart it all over again. Uh huh. And the Hawks get one of the best young defensive players in the game and a serviceable quarterback in Jimmy G if and he can stay healthy.
0: Yeah, and a couple of picks too. I mean, I think that with this trade, the Jets already have a pretty decent roster. I think Jets are re- ready to win right now. Uh, If the Niners get Watson, they're ready to win right now with a formidable roster. The Seahawks have a decent roster. You're giving me Jimmy G, you're giving me Bosa, and you're giving me a couple of first-rounders. They're going to be ready to win right now. The Texans are still going to be in rebuild mode. I don't think they'll be a contender right away if that trade goes through for Darnold, three first-round picks and a second-round pick. But I do think they will be pointed in the right direction. They'll be getting rid of Watson I know there's been a lot of clash between Watson and that organization. So all of that's going to be gone. You move on from Bill O'Brien, Watson, D-Hop. It's kind of a new – they'll have a new face, really, uh, with Darnold and all those picks. And it'll be a rebuilding mode. But I think the Texans, if they do make that move, um, they will stack up on young talent. And they will uh, be pretty successful in the future within the next few years.
1: Crazy if that trade happens, huh?
0: That's the most amazing thing (laughs) I've ever seen. I actually hope it does because then that would really – that throw up some fantasy signs. That would really uh, throw up a lot of question marks for next year in regards to future odds of who's going to win the title and stuff. So a lot of uh, a lot of interesting things there. We we'll have to keep an eye on that to see if that uh, if that actually happens. I will have my eyes and ears open for that.
1: Absolutely. We also have just a couple of side notes too. We got uh, the Pouncy brothers retiring. Yeah. Uh, that's I know one of your uh, mainstays with
0: your Steelers. Yeah, Marquise a uh, lot of years as our as our center. Um, first-team All-Pro a few times, great uh, great guy, great player. Um, I know Big Ben was very um, emotional when it came to Pouncey announcing his retirement. Um, I think it's funny they both did it at the same time. Um, I wish them, both the brothers, nothing but the best of luck when it comes to uh, retirement and whatever the next uh, step is for them.
1: And speaking of your Steelers, how about the, uh, the uh, Watt brothers maybe going ahead and teaming yes, up together? Yeah.
0: Yes, so I want to tell you this, folks. You're familiar with uh, Primanti Brothers in Pittsburgh, right? Yes. Famous sandwich shop out of Pittsburgh. They made a proposal. They, uh, on Twitter, they sent a tweet out to Derek Watt, TJ Watt, and JJ Watt, right? And they said, hey, Derek and TJ – If you bring JJ to the Steelers, we will change our name from Primanti Brothers to Watt Brothers.
1: Wow. Really? That is
0: amazing. So they are egging him on. Primanti Brothers has been a sandwich shop at Pittsburgh for years and years and years. If any tourist or anybody wants to go there and check that out, it's the best sandwich you'll ever have in your life. They put coleslaw fries on every sandwich. Got to go check that out. Primanti Brothers downtown. Um, Anyway, that big sandwich shop, the most famous sandwich sandwich shop in Pittsburgh, willing to change the name of the company to get J.J. to play with his brothers. That's crazy. I think there's a good chance. I also heard Colts were a good option as well as the Green Bay Packers. We're going to have to see where the best fit is. Obviously, the money will line up. I did read that J.J. would be willing to take less money to play with his brothers. So if we can get him for a lower tag for him to be happy – then
1: you know, I think we
0: got a good shot at it.
1: Absolutely. I also heard another thing, he actually has so many options that he might even be going to, to Tampa Bay with oh, the loss. My. Yeah, go chase that ring. Yeah, go ring chase. Him. And uh, I think Tampa Bay might be losing to Dominick so he would be right in there, there you and, go. and fit in there. So it's going to depend on what he wants to do I agree. in his successful life. If he wants to chase the ring or if he yeah. wants to fulfill a dream with his brothers playing together.
0: Yeah, hopefully the Steelers can be close to the ring chase, but we already talked about a potential Tampa repeat, um, and we'll see how that goes in the coming weeks. Absolutely.
1: And now, on your – um.
0: On our tidbits, too, going into as we go into college basketball for the, rest, the remainder of this uh, episode 30 here, Books, we got some college basketball news as well.
1: Yeah, it's really sad now, again, uh, with this COVID situation. The main man, men's basketball team on Saturday opted out of the remainder of its 2020 2021 basketball season, citing challenges related to COVID. It's the second college basketball team just this week, Baron, to suspend its season because of the pandemic challenges. Joining Howard University, which did so on February 9th. Wow. the main black, bear, right, the main black bears were just two and seven, playing just nine games, and their last practice was back on January seventeenth. Howard also hadn't played since December eighteenth, with COVID controlling not just the basketball world, basketball world, but our human race world. It's tough to accept, but these games will continue to get canceled or postponed.
0: Yeah, um, Memphis and Houston today actually postponed. They also canceled the CIT, the College Insider Tournament that's been a a lively tournament for about 10 years, has been canceled over the pandemic. And other news as well, Boogie, um, like you said, with Maine opting out, there's in addition to that, um, Valpo. This is a strange, this has nothing to do with COVID, but Valpo is dropping the name Crusaders, mascot logos, everything. The Valparaiso Crusaders now in search for a new name as a lot of hate groups have, have uh, gotten sensitive over the Crusader name. Um, we won't dig far too far into that because we don't like that negative energy in here. Correct, correct. But, um, you know, what else do you have
1: in College Hoops? You know, honestly, uh, we got a lot of stuff going on right now with College Hoops and the pandemic. But uh, diving into today's games, uh, speaking of COVID, the Michigan Wolverines will be playing again, back off their pause, starting today at Wisconsin. Yeah. The number three, Michigan Wolverines, thirteen and one. They're going to be playing at number twenty-one, Wisconsin, who's fifteen and six. Uh, we're going to see how rusty they are after coming off that two-week layoff.
0: Yeah, two-week layoff for Michigan. Um, they have not played a game since they played at Purdue on January the twenty-second. Wisconsin has played five games since then, and they are three and two in those five games. Wisconsin starting to pick up a little bit of steam. They are 15 and six, sitting at uh, nine and five in the Big Ten. Um, Wisconsin, Michigan, CBS, that's going to be at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. A lot of line movement on that one. We're going to have to see how that one all shakes out. Michigan, obviously, a very good team, number three in the country, and which leads me into our bracket reveal uh, portion of this. Uh, Michigan, despite having a couple of weeks off, sitting at number three overall, number one seed. Uh, The NCAA guys, if anybody doesn't know out there, they they announced their their mock bracket yesterday. Um, It's something new they're doing this year because of the pandemic. Every Saturday at 9.30 Pacific, 12.30 Eastern, a half hour before uh, before the Saturday 10 a.m. CBS game, the committee will meet up with uh, the CBS broadcasting crew, to go over the top sixteen teams for the NCAA the NCAA tournament as of that time frame. That's crazy. Um, so Michigan coming in as the third number one seed. Um, they obviously play today against Wisconsin, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. The two teams above them, number one overall seed Gonzaga, still undefeated. They beat San Francisco on the road yesterday, one hundred to sixty-one, and perhaps the best game of Drew Timmy's career: twenty-eight points and twelve boards. Gonzaga still rolling. Uh probably a good chance that they will go undefeated. Absolutely. I mean, it's
1: looking really, really like that. It's going to happen. Um, you know it's a shame because earlier in the season, we had Baylor actually playing against Gonzaga, and that game was canceled due to COVID. Um, and speaking of Baylor, Baylor is still on their pause, going to miss the next five straight Conference games as well.
0: Yes, so that leads me right into Baylor um, on a two-week pause. They've missed five games, five games postponed in a row for the Baylor Bears, who are also undefeated, best team in the Big 12 thus far. Um, COVID has just really screwed up their season, to be honest. I mean, a lot of a lot of people out there are thinking we're looking at a Baylor Gonzaga national championship. Type of feel for this year, but I mean they've had five games canceled. Their next scheduled game is going to be next Saturday at home against Oklahoma State. So it'll be nearly almost, I mean to be honest, a whole month layoff Mm -hmm. for Baylor in between games, and um, that only leaves them with three games left. So they're seventeen and zero. You win out, you're twenty and zero. So obviously with all the postponements and cancellations, I mean. Not even just this five-game stretch, but they had a game against West Virginia postponed early in the season, a game against Texas postponed, Gonzaga. They had a big matchup early in the season against Gonzaga postponed. So Baylor obviously playing significantly less games. Only 20 games played going into the Big 12 tournament is where Baylor is going to sit if, and that's if, no no other games get postponed.
1: Yeah, and it's funny, Baron, that you say that because Michigan will have to figure things out quick. Uh, even though they've missed uh, playing number six, Illinois, this week yeah. on Thursday due to their pause. They now have to play three tough games starting today, like we said, against Wisconsin on the road. Then they go home against number 25, Rutgers. Then at number four, Ohio State next week. Wow. Well, Yeah. We're going to see how this Wolverine team led by head coach, Jawan Howard, is made up of, off of 24 days to be exact.
0: That's crazy. It's crazy. 24 days. Michigan now has their work cut out for them, and it all starts today at Wisconsin. I'm really looking forward to next week playing Ohio State, which is going to be our fourth number one seed that the NCAA announced, the fourth overall number one seed. They beat Indiana yesterday by 19 points at home. They took care, them. took care of business there. Um, obviously, Ohio State going to be rooting against Michigan today because they'll have that opportunity to slide up into that three number one overall seed line. Um the higher, the better, obviously. Gonzaga's not going anywhere, and the, the committee's not going to drop Baylor because of COVID. I don't think that's right. I agree with Baylor still being number two. Absolutely. Um, Michigan-Ohio State to round out the number one seeds. Now, as we go into the number two seeds that the committee announced here, expect a little bit of shakeup on this two, three seed lines here. The number uh, number two seed, the top overall number two seed is Villanova. And as we talked about pre-show, Villanova got, got spanked. Wiped. They got absolutely wiped yesterday. They lost 86-70 to 70 at Creighton. Um, a game I had, by the way, Creighton getting a couple of points. Good job, home. good job, good job. Um, good home dog. Tight game, six-point game at the half. But um, Mitch Ballack and Zegarowski, the uh, potential Big East player of the year for Creighton, they took care of business at home, winning 86-70. to 70. Um, which means with Villanova being that top two, they're probably going to drop down a couple of slots. And you can probably expect Creighton, who's 16 and 5 and 12 and 4 in a really good Big East, to maybe slide into that top 16 area Could. based off it's of possible. the wins and losses. Um, the, this is
1: all a week-to-week thing?
0: It, yeah, literally. It's a game-by-game thing, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, another popular team that you and I have kind of won a good bit of money on this year is the Houston Cougars. Cougars, baby. Uh, the Houston Cougars, uh, sixth overall. They're um, on
1: pause now.
0: They, Yep, that was what, what I was going to get into. So the committee gave Houston uh, the second overall number two seed. So... Obviously with them being on pause, I don't know if you jumped them over Villanova. You probably do because it from what I'm seeing with the committee, the way they're treating Baylor, with Houston being 17 and two, now they did lose to East Carolina a couple weeks ago, but it didn't really hurt their rating that well because they bounced back with a couple of blowout wins, a couple postponements there. They play Wichita State here in about four days. We'll have to see if that game goes live or not. They only have four games left, similar to Baylor. Um, so Houston, who's a very, very tough, gonna be a tough out this year. They got a really good team and they've got a great defense. Great defense, probably the best defense in the country, actually. Um last couple of games postponed. So we'll see if Houston maybe slides up a line there or if the committee's gonna, you know, how much they're gonna penalize Nova for getting blown out at Creighton, but Houston sitting dead
1: right in the middle of that two line there. So, when we're looking at this crazy college basketball season, we're talking games that are going to be played, not played, and then maybe played.
0: Yes, okay. <laughs> that's pretty much how it is. Are, are they going to play? Is it going to be postponed? What's going to happen? It's it's actually the most interesting college basketball season that I've ever experienced. In history. Last year, it was all normal. and Then the pandemic hit during, you know, conference tournaments, and then the rest is history. You know, now this year we're adjusting. There's no fans. They're doing March Madness in one city. It's going to be interesting. Um, Side note, wrapping up uh, the last two number two seeds is Illinois and Alabama, who both have um, taken – care of business over the last couple games. Illinois went on the road and won at Nebraska by five. Alabama throwing up 115 on Georgia yesterday.
1: I'm telling you right now, this Alabama team, man, if they get caught fire on the threes, if they got to play somebody like a Baylor or a Gonzaga, if for whatever reason they wind up just getting hot, they are an awesome team to watch out for for an upset. But I'm telling you, Alabama, yeah, put up 115 yesterday, 115 to 82 over yes. over Georgia. Yeah. I was very, very impressive. And we we're looking forward to seeing what happens with them in the future.
0: Alabama's going to work their way up a blowout when they can score. And like you said, it I mean, Her- stroke
1: it from the three. Herbert
0: Jones uh, is a name I'm going to throw out there for. Um, for them, uh, SCC probably player of the year, he's an absolute player, but they got a ton of guys that can light it up and they're deep, they're well coached. Mm-hmm. Um, Alabama number one in the SCC right now for a reason, and I look for them to keep creeping up there. I mean, they have a really good record right now at 17 and five, that's formidable in a pretty decent SCC conference. We'll have to see how Alabama goes here, but yeah, they will, they're the final two seed. Um, mm-hmm. as we go down to the three line, we have our a a couple of teams on the three line that lost yesterday. Um, We'll start with Oklahoma who actually won in a double overtime thriller at West Virginia. Great game,
1: great game. Barn burner there.
0: Yeah, great game. Austin Reeves hits a a clutch bucket at the end and uh, really good interior defense at the end of that game by Oklahoma as they pounded Derek Culver inside. Derek Culver had a great game for West Virginia, 29 points, 14 boards. They pounded him inside at the end. He had a couple shots at it, uh, a couple of layups. First shot got blocked. Second one he missed. Time runs out. Oklahoma wins an absolute thriller 91 to 90. I look for Oklahoma to maybe creep up into that two line. They've had a great season so far. My West Virginia Mountaineers, tough loss. Don't think the committee's really going to drop them that much for losing a one point double overtime game to a great team like Oklahoma. But at the same time, you got to take advantage at home. So next Saturday, I won't be surprised if WVU actually drops to that four line, depending how they do this coming week with the game before the committee actually announces Absolutely. the bracket. Um, Tennessee was actually ranked right behind Oklahoma as the second overall number three seed. And they also lost. They also lost yesterday at LSU. Um, LSU defeats them. Uh, LSU, 13-6, and 8-4. Unranked, but a pretty good team. They tough to win on the road, as you know, always, in college basketball. Always hard to win. Tennessee drops. Um, Tennessee was one of the teams they discussed as maybe an outside shot, long shot to win the national title. Go on the road. They lose to LSU 78-65. So we will see where Tennessee ends up with that. We go into your Tar Heels now. Before
1: we go into that, I just want to let you know, since you did mention it's tough to go on the road and win, in college basketball especially I got something to tell you about this Iowa-Michigan State game. Yeah. Iowa just blew out Michigan State on the road at Michigan State by 30. Michigan State, worst loss at home in 46 years, getting mopped to Iowa, held Luca Garza to only eight points, but the rest of the team just blew them out.
0: Thirty-point win for Iowa on the road.
1: Worst team, worst loss in Tom Izzo's career.
0: Oh my gosh, Michigan State ten and eight, four and eight
1: in the Big Ten. Um, I don't think Michigan State's going to make the tournament this year, folks. Uh, I don't see them winning in the tournament. I don't see them going to a tournament. No. I don't see Duke going to a tournament. No, right now, you got North Carolina actually as a bubble team. Yes. This ACC team uh, conference this year is just not really good. It's very much down. Uh,
0: North Carolina's on the bubble. Um, you've got a lot of powerhouses like UCLA is unranked right now. Kentucky not going to make the tournament. Um, like you said before, Michigan State not going to make the tournament. Duke not going to make the tournament. All I the mean, power teams. all these powerhouses are going to be out. It's going to be a different type of March Madness, but it's going to be fun because you're going to have some new, uh, new solid schools in there, which I'm excited about. Um, since we're on the Iowa tip, they actually came in as the overall ranked number 16th uh, team in the last number four seed because they actually just came off of a five-game losing streak and they've won a few back in a row. So Iowa, look for them to stay in that top 16. They got one of the best teams in the country and the best player in the country in Luka
1: Garza. And isn't that how funny they, are? they come off a five-game losing streak, they blow out Michigan State, who's yeah. known to be a great great school, great team. At home, too. At home, and they wind up losing by 30. Yeah, it's just a nutty year.
0: Yeah, so Iowa will move up in those rankings. Like I said, they came in overall number 16 in the fourth overall number four, four seed. Um, as we go into – we want We touched on North Carolina. They, Your Tar Heels are having a rough year. Rough. They fell to Virginia yesterday, 60-48. Virginia put the clamps down. Tony Bennett got his team playing that amazing February-March defense that we always seen.
1: Seems like it's bad. That
0: allowed them to win the national title a couple of years ago. With they're not, what they're not being a tournament. They're a defending
1: national champions. Absolutely, they are. They they're are the defending, defending national champions. defending national champs. I was going to mention that to you. Yeah, Virginia. we haven't seen a winner since Virginia two years ago. Yeah, so Virginia, the
0: defending national champions, coming in as the last third three seed, which puts them at twelve overall. But with a win and a Tennessee West Virginia losses in front of them. Expect Virginia to keep moving up on that three line um, and be pushing. Virginia's fifteen and three. Definitely the best team in the ACC. Definitely. Um, Tony Absolutely. Bennett's got those guys locking up and holding a good North Carolina team, the 48 points. Yep. Couldn't get it going. Prototypical Virginia win there, books 60-48, to 48, exactly how Tony Bennett wants you. He's going to grind you out. Mm-hmm. He is going to play solid defense. He only needs to score 60 to beat you right. in most cases. That's how they won the national title, squeaking by teams, getting things done in the end. You have a whole new team now. Most of the players from that national title team a couple years ago were gone, but they still have what it takes, I think, to make a run in the NCAAs.
1: Absolutely. And you know what? They are a better scoring team than they were two years ago, but they did put the clamps down yesterday and showed their Virginia defense toughness.
0: That's very true. I agree with you 100%. Our four seed lines, right? We have four number four seeds here that the NCAA gave us. Like I talked about earlier, and we talked about Iowa, a 30-point win against Michigan State, they will move up. Two number four seeds in that initial rankings actually lost. Texas Tech losing to West Virginia um, was actually a game that was my best bet on Tuesday, West Virginia. Remember, and you liked them too. They were in our our, our Fab Five. absolutely. Uh, Texas Tech was a six-point favorite at home against West Virginia. They lost the game outright. All right. Then they were supposed to play Baylor yesterday, yep. but it got postponed. Oh. Their next game is tomorrow, home against TCU. Texas Tech, with that loss, you got to expect they're probably going to move down, maybe out of that top 16, with that home loss to West Virginia. You also have a Missouri team yesterday, another number 4 team that lost and is going to be dropping potentially, a overtime 86-81 home loss to Arkansas, Missouri falls. So I look for Texas Tech and Missouri to kind of drop a little bit. Yeah, and that's
1: a good win for Arkansas because Arkansas is actually playing pretty well this year. Yeah. So uh, looking forward to seeing what they can do mm-hmm. as the conference tournaments play or maybe don't play in yes. this, this season's games. All
0: depends. Arkansas 16-5, and 8-4 and four in the SEC. With that road win at number 10, I look for them to crack the top 25 next week. Um, our final number four seed out of the NCAA's is Texas. Texas actually defeated TCU yesterday, seventy to fifty-five. So them and Iowa trending upward. Texas Tech and Missouri trending downward as the season goes on. Here, um, a couple of teams that I think may crack the NCAA's top sixteen next Saturday. You're probably looking at maybe a Creighton with that big win. Um, Florida State did handle business and double overtime. They've had some games canceled due to COVID, but they only have three losses. Uh, Leonard Hamilton's team always a pesky bunch.
1: Yeah, that's going to be an interesting uh, slide there. Florida State's actually playing really well. They're probably, besides Virginia, the best team in the ACC. I agree. And they're going to be looking to definitely move up after this weekend.
0: I agree. Florida State, Creighton. I also look at Virginia Tech, who's had a great year and actually beat Virginia Mm -hmm. uh, last week. So Virginia Tech could be another team. you know, you got USC not getting a lot of love from the from the committee right now. Wisconsin has a very pivotal game. If Wisconsin can knock off Michigan today, they will be another team that moves up, as well as Loyola Chicago, who oh, yeah. we will touch on here in a couple minutes. They actually beat Drake by thirty yesterday. Preston. Now they're on the the back to back, which brings us to Boogie, our best bet, our best bets, best bets of the day. We kind of transitioned into it. Um, Obviously we'll start with your game. We know
1: where we're going. We're going with Sister Jean here. Sister Jean, baby. Yesterday, Loyola Chicago wins eighty-one to fifty-four over Drake on Saturday. Cameron Kretwig had a strong performance. Uh their other guy, Ayer, who got scored twenty yesterday as well. And Loyola Chicago now plays on a back-to-back game against Drake. Laying five, 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 five and a half. Yeah, yeah, you
0: can get five in most places right now. So Loyola minus five.
1: And uh, that's that's a game that I'm looking really hard at. And I, I like forward to uh, seeing Loyola of Chicago cover that game.
0: There you go. Boogie's best boy, Loyola, Chicago, the Ramblers laying five at Drake today. My best bet, it's sitting at a pick 'em right now. I'm not trusting Michigan after this long layoff. Wisconsin at home, a pick 'em. Pick'em at home is usually a good line to take. I'm rolling with the Wisconsin Badgers. They did lose to Michigan by 20-plus a couple of weeks ago down in Ann Arbor. I look for a rebound game. I think the Badgers shoot the lights out today. Badgers take care of business. Wisconsin at a pick'em. You heard it here first. Everybody get to the book. Wisconsin at a pick'em. Loyola Chicago minus five. That's a wrap. Episode 30 is out. Baron out. Boogie out.